episode 17 with Polly Hearsay. Welcome to Heart, Soul and Guts, where we come together to remember who we are, how powerful we are, and that together we can change the world by being ourselves. I'm Amy Biondini, and it's my pleasure to spend this time with you. Hello, Polly. How are you? I'm fantastic, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being on here. I'm so, so pleased to have you and get to share your wisdom with my audience. Yeah. <laughs> so I, obviously, I obviously know you a little bit, but my audience doesn't. So why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about Polly? Oh, where would you like me to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I, it's an interesting one because um, whenever somebody says, well, you know, what do you do? And um, I have this thing about sort of titles being a bit of a red herring. Um, and I'm quite fond of red herrings, um, <laughs> but um, and, it's, and I've always found it quite hard to say what I do, which is ironic, very ironic, because what I what I help people with is self-expression. <laughs> so, so and, and I do find that those ironies are, are everywhere in life. Um, but I've I've come to where I've come to from. I think a lot throughout a lot of my life, I was I, I never felt that I was allowed to be me, and I, I profoundly believe that being yourself is the probably the greatest service you can make to humanity. Is oh, because sure. because there is something that you have to bring forward that only you can bring forward, and so my work sort of like evolved and changed and shifted, but it's always had this core which is around about uh, around the issues of, of how do you get to be you? How do you get to bring you forward? And what does that look like? Because I, I was mulling on this this morning, actually. It's just like the age-old question, who am I? What am I here for? What do, what's the meaning of life? You know, those things that we all go through. Um, and really the, the answer to that question is that if you can just be you, it will make sense. <laughs> Very uh, so, so, yeah, my journey has really been around sort of like trying to become more of myself and everything that I do and, and trying to battle those times in my life when I felt that I wasn't being given permission to be myself. Um, and so I, I sort of brought that through as a sort of, as really as a foundational piece for being able to share who you are with the world because... Um, and for most people who go into working for themselves, marketing is is one of those things that just really throws you for a loop. It, it seems so complicated. And yet, if you can get the foundations right, which is how who you are and how you express yourself, then the rest of it becomes really sim- simple and straightforward. Well, simple and straightforward sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, simple's always good. I mean, I, 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 that's another thing I've been mulling on is, is how actually complexity is completely an illusion. Oh, interesting. Tell me more. Well, the, it's, is it really interesting because somebody sent me something this morning. I've been, I've been mulling over this and, um, and how do I explain this? And, and I, I think about it in terms of perspective. So this morning I was walking around a tree that um, is in the field and it's, it's this most beautiful tree. It's almost entirely symmetrical. Um, big oak tree, branches right out. It's just so beautiful. But as you walk around it, you see that, you know, it, it looks symmetrical. It looks the same shape as you walk around it. And yet the interrelationship is of all those branches changes. And so it's sort of like, 
it's the classic saying, you can't see the wood for the trees. Um, is is that's how we make things more complicated than they are. And somebody sent me something this morning about with lines and th this diagram of, you know, how many people you have and how many points you have, the, the lines um, multiply far beyond the number of people you have. So this is probably quite a visual thing to explain on a podcast. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting because that the diagrams were actually designed to explain how things get very complicated and how miscommunication can flourish. And yet what I saw of it was the most beautiful mandala. We have this need to control all of the lines. And if, if we allow ourselves to get into that mindset of needing to control all the lines and all of the different pathways, then we get into that situation of can't, you can't see the wood for the trees. Whereas if we allow ourselves to stand back, the complexity falls away and we can see the whole picture. Um, and that, that's, that is a key part of what I do in terms of setting foundations because what we often don't what what you often do actually when we are going into business for ourselves is we get so honed in on the details that we don't stand back and see the whole picture and if we can't see the whole picture we can't see the path to take that makes sense you've mentioned a couple of times about going back to foundations what does that kind of look like in practice um, the, the key tool that I use with my clients is um, something I coined as essence mapping. Okay. Which is to have a look at all of the different aspects of your life and your journey to this, to this point. Because so often the clues as to, to your direction, to your purpose to your message um, come from where you've come from. Uh, so I, I look at, you know, the journey that they've been on, you know, the, the experiences they've had, the highs, the lows, the traumas and the triumphs. I look at the values um, and um, their personality, their sense of humor. I look at, you know, what lights them up, what drains them, what um, makes them expand, what makes them shrink. There's all of these different aspects, but I do it on one piece of paper. And I do it on one piece of paper specifically to help people see everything in its entirety. And what typically happens is that the connections and the, the dots are connected. And, um, Another thing that I, I always say is that you should never discard bits of inspiration that come up because you can't see their relevance. Because when, when you lay out as much of you as you can on one piece of paper, mm -hmm. not always an easy thing to do, That's but you, you start to see how, A, how the dots connect, but you, the other thing that you see is that thread that has run through everything it's run through every experience you've had every response you you have the way that you solve problems the way that you approach things you start to see that there is a common thread so i was i was literally i have literally just before i got on with you finished writing a post um about when i started my business and when i started my business i did so with the tagline marketing made simple okay now i've long since ditched that but as we've already touched on, <laughs> that, that, um, that thread 
has always been there for me, that thread to simplify. So that's a core part of how I approach things. It's a core part of my message. Um, and that, that's, so the foundations, coming back to your question about the foundations, it's about really understanding the journey and how it is shaping what is now, here and now, and allowing that to always evolve. Because that's the other thing I find is that people get, right, this is, this, this is my message. I cannot deviate from it. Or this is what I'm doing. I mustn't deviate from it. But actually, we change every second of the day. You know, every, every mm -hmm. time we meet an experience, we adapt and we change and we evolve. So business models, I've found, can be very linear in their structure and and particularly the online business models they can be you do this do this 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 and this and this is this is the expectation whereas actually we we don't work in a linear fashion naturally so we have to allow ourselves to expand but we can only expand by knowing where we've come from ironically that's true and i see i do see the logic of that but I wonder then if we are always evolving and expanding and yet at the same time we're told to be consistent, <laughs> how, does, how do those two things interplay? Well, I look at consistency in a very different way. Ooh, um, definitely so, tell me more. Okay, so I look at consistency about the consistency of the energy that you're bringing rather than the consistency of the actions that you are taking. Oh, I love that, that makes sense. So we have it in our head that consistency is... I must do this every Monday, this every Tuesday. Do you know what I mean? That, that yeah. sort of, that's consistency. So particularly routine. if routine, yeah. whereas it's, if you push yourself into that framework, shove yourself into a box, basically, yeah, very true. then you are constraining your energy of expression. Um, and you are actually bringing an energy of must and should and ought to it. And, not fun it's not fun to do but equally it is also received by your audience um that that oh i have to write this post today i have to write that blog article i have to do that live or whatever it is when you have that even lurking in the back of your mind and you're not on fire with with what you want to say mm -hmm then you're bringing that energy to it. So I look at consistency as, as being able to be consistent in the energy that you're bringing forward because it'll have far more impact to say something tw twice a week than trying to say it five, ten times a week. That makes sense because it's kind of like, I guess when you're doing it by routine, you're showing up almost on rote rather than with that passion. Yeah. So that makes sense. So how do we show up consistently in our energy well there are a couple of aspects to that i work on one is actually just learning how your daily rhythm your weekly rhythm your monthly rhythm your annual rhythm goes okay. so for example i know for me that this time of year is the time of year i really want to be just taking stuff out there um and i know that monday tuesday wednesday i'm like boom 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 um but then I know that come September, no, it's a little bit later than September, it's sort of more October, I am actually going to go into a much more introspective role. So I can show up consistently by putting, planning what I do around those that energy, natural energy ups and downs, ebbs and flows. 
Mm-hmm. That's one side of it. And the other side of it, which you were aware of, I know, mm-hmm. is that um, I use, I work with the elements of earth, air, fire and water to create um, a cycle of creativity. Because they are, um, there are obviously the four, there are five elements, but the four elements um, themselves actually each have their own personality and energy. And by using all of those in the right rhythm for you, you can actually tap into the full creative flow. Because what we tend to do is, um, let's see, I mean, there are so many stereotypes around around the elements, you know, air-headed, hot-headed, um, um, fired up, you know, wishy-washy, you know, all of those, <laughs> those phrases that we have. Yeah. But um, actually each element, you know, earth is a very grounded still um but it also rhythmical energy so it's a really good energy to call in when you want to be doing um not repetitive tasks so much as like systems and processes or you know just following a some following steps whereas air you just got to abandon all of those steps um and then fire you just you've got to do you've got to be doing when you're in fire and then in water you've really got to be connecting to how you feel and how other people are feeling and you you need to bring all of those into play for the full creative cycle to actually come in happen so in instead of getting stuck somewhere so i my strongest element is air and i am very capable of getting stuck in creating it connecting the dots of every single dot in the universe. That's, that's, I'm perfectly capable of doing that. So I have to consciously move myself into a fire energy to actually put that into shape. Okay. Um, but it's, I start with air because that's my strongest element. Mm-hmm. If water is your strongest element, then you want to start there and you want to start with um, how does it make you feel? How do you want others to feel? How do you want to feel to the, connected to the idea? How do you want to connect that idea to other people so it's important to start in where your element your your strongest elements okay before we go into what the elements are can you talk us through the creative flow as a whole okay so the creative flow has four four stages to it you have inspiration you have action you have the connection which is the emotional connection Mm -hmm. um, between yourself and the idea and yourself and others that you're sharing it with. And you have the earth energy of of, um, grounding it in tangible form. So, which is the opposite to actually taking action on it. That may not sound logical, but it it is. Um, So the creative flow is, is really about taking that inspiration, forming it into a passion, connecting to it emotionally, and then turning it into something tangible. So that would be air, fire, water. Earth, water, earth. Um, and as I said, you start where it makes sense for you to start. And this is what I've found is that so many of, um, you know, when you, you go, you might buy a course or you might um, go on a group program or something. Yep. And it's great content, but you can't make it work for you. Yeah. Um, and that's because their, their starting point is different to your starting point. But don't we all start with inspiration? Um, 
not in necessarily in the same way. Okay. So, um, for a water type, mm-hmm. for example, the, the, the spark of creativity may come from wanting to feel a particular way about doing something. For an earth type, it may be seeing the possibility of doing things in a slightly different way or an improved way. Um, or for a fire person, inspiration, that inspiration may, or that sort of like that spark may just come from, um, probably from something they see or talk to somebody about and they'll say, I've got to do something about that. Whereas a pure air would actually, yes, it, it, anything and everything can bring that forward. So we do, we all start our inspiration, that process in a, from a slightly different perspective, but okay. we need to consciously move through it. So um, take some water, for example, mm-hmm. you would want to, to sort of form that creative cycle you would actually want to think well how do i want to feel about it and how do i want other people to feel about it what could that look like in form and then that then brings in the inspiration to expand it connects it to the passion and what i found is it's not it's not a one one circle job with this cycle and with the flow mm-hmm. often you have to go around it twice to fully form it but i don't think of it as a circle i think of it as a spiral Okay. okay. So if you're water, you would actually want to go, okay, what could it look like? How can I build on it? How is this really firing me up and getting me passionate about it? How does that influence how I connect people? So, okay, so now what would it look like in a bit more depth? And so do you see what I mean? So you're going around it more than you're going around the full cycle, like one and a half turns to two turns until you're ready to actually bring it forward. So it's different. So whereas a fire person needs to go, I'm going to do something, but then they have to actually consciously stop and say, now, how do I feel about it? Now, what am I going to do? Because it's the opposite energy to fire. They've got, they've got to bring it down a notch and actually make it real before they can then turn it, turn it up again. It's, but I think of it as like breathing in and breathing out. Okay. So you take a breath in the two, two steps and then you breathe out for two steps almost it's like or a heartbeat or something like that that's how I sort of visualize it in my head so how long does it take to go through the creative flow Mm. that's an amazingly good question (laughs) to which there is no answer (laughs) Um, I've seen people go through it over the space of at least a year um, and other people go through it in the space of about 10 minutes flat. <laughs> it depends on what it is that you're bringing forward, to be honest. Um, you know, and in fact, we can, you know, I don't know, something like writing a social media post, like an Instagram post. You yeah. could probably go through it in, in five, 10 minutes. Whereas if you're actually trying to bring forward um, something like a new program, you would probably go through it over a longer period of time. And you can actually then start to see how it would, you can bring testing into that. So you can sort of start to form it, test it, and go through the cycle again to, before you bring it, bring it into its fullness. Okay. I'm just thinking that I'm a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I am. That happens very, very quickly. I have the idea and we're kind of going. 
<laughs> up and running. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And, and I think the, the difficult thing for fire is to actually consciously bring it back round to fire again, to go through the whole cycle and bring it back through to fire again. It's actually generally quite easy for a fire person to take it out to people and, yes. and connect it to people. It's then the bits through earth, the earth side of things, of, of sort of like making it solid, if you like, making it tangible, Mm -hmm. um, that is the more difficult, but yes, you need, you need to start, start with the action, connect with it, ground it, expand it, and then take it forward again. And it's, it's, it's quite, it's, it's so fascinating seeing different people starting from different points of view and different stages. Um, and it's great for me because it means I have to be so adaptable and yeah. flexible in the way that I bring forward my stuff. So it's one of the reasons that I actually determine people's elements balance before I start working with them, because I can, I can say, right, okay, so we actually need to be doing stuff first, or actually we need to really think about um, the practicalities of what your business will look like. You know, how long do you want to spend sitting down each day or, um, you know, do you like blogging or do you, you know, do you like to write or do you like to speak do you, all of those things yeah. the, the opposite end of the spectrum almost, mm -hmm. but it's one of the reasons sense. I do that. So I can actually start in the right place for people rather than trying to make them fit into my preconceived ideas of what I think might be right. Which happens a lot, particularly marketing. It does. And it does. And that's one of the things that I've always found immensely frustrating with marketing. I, it's bothered me from day one and I just couldn't necessarily put my finger on it is in the early stages is that there is no one right way of doing things. And yet we've been conditioned into this belief that, yeah, we have, we, there's only one way of doing it. You've, you've got, you know, like, Oh, I don't know, post this lead magnet that, do your follow-up sequence and have a, you know, and have an offer at the end of it. And that, you know, that's how it happens you know, for the sake yeah. of argument. And mm -hmm. yet it I've doesn't, yeah. Haven't we all? And, it, and yet that doesn't work for so many people. Um, you know, my dad forwarded me an email this morning. Um, mm -hmm. He's a, he's a sculptor and um he had somebody saying he needs to put a lead magnet on his website if he wants to grow his e email list and i'm like what lead magnet could he possibly <laughs> put out there and yet he's forwarded it to me saying well is there something in this for me and i was like well are you going to give them a free bit of sculpture <laughs> I, I, I don't know i mean and uh, you know i know he wants to be outside making sculpture he does not want to be stuck inside thinking that he must produce x y and z it doesn't work for him it's never going to work for him and you know it's the same same for all of us if if you work if you try and create something a way of doing things that just doesn't sit right with your energy you're you're going to really struggle and that's not what you're here to do. You're not here to struggle. You're, you're here to share where you're here to, you know, what you're here to share mm -hmm. in, in a way that brings out the best in you. And it, if you're allowing yourself to actually be molded by those externals mm -hmm. without fully understanding who you are and how you want to show up, then you're constraining your potential. 
Definitely. Can you give us that overview of kind of what each uh, element might look like in practice? So you can kind of give an idea of which one we might naturally kind of lean towards. You probably know which you naturally lean towards. One thing I would say is whatever you do, don't assume that it's got anything to do with the um, element associated with your birth sign because it's, okay. it, it generally doesn't. Um, but what does it look like? It, um, that's, just, that's such a difficult question because it's so unique to everybody. Um, but like commonalities. There, there are some, there are some commonalities, but so for example, um, in terms of marketing activities for the sake of argument, then for water, then doing things that are very much one-to-one or small group based or, you know, the quite intimate settings are the ideals. Whereas um, in earth, you want to be doing things, there's, earth's a tricky one. I'll explain why in a second, but earth, you want to be doing things that are much more, I don't know, it'd be things like um, how-to courses and things like that, because you'll really excel at that because that's what you're good at. It is very easy to hide in earth because okay. it's where we're, we're very good at sort of saying, um, I don't want to be, you know, most people have issues with visibility yes. um, and it's easy to hide in. I found myself doing this is that I'll, I'll hide behind the how-to stuff when I know that there's something else I should really be talking about. So it's, it's worth being very self-aware if you find yourself doing that. Um, air is, is about, ironically, is about connecting with people because it's about connecting people with ideas. So anything that allows you to do that on a bigger scale is perfect. So blogging and vlogging are, are great marketing activities for air. And fire, fire just need to be out talking to people because they need to be talking about what it is that they love. Um, so, you know, public, I, get, I can't tell you how many fire personalities I've told that they need to be public speaking. And they're like, I don't want to public speak, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, there are lots of different ways to do public speaking, but fires fire needs to talk about what they do, needs to talk about what they do because they want to share that passion. So anything that gets you talking and, and it, because fires are charismatic, they're naturally magnetic. So being out in front of as many people as possible is actually a really good thing for fires. Um, so, and that's a difficult one for many people. If you've, if you've got visibility issues, you'll be thinking, I'm not fire. I'm definitely not fire. I've been there. Yeah. I got a fire. I was like, no, no, I'm not fire. When it resonated, it felt right. But at the same time, no exactly <laughs> so many people have said i'm not fire i'm i'm definitely not fire and and i can totally i can totally empathize with that one because i was like no i i i was absolutely convinced i was earth until i did my own and they went oh i'm air yeah that sort of kind of makes sense and it was only when i realized how much fire i had in there that i was like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah exactly it's, it it's a difficult one because you do need to be aware of your you, any beliefs that you have that might be holding you back a bit. But it does actually help you blast through that because there's no way that you, the way that you respond is the way that you respond and you cannot actually mask that. You, even though you're, you may have a set of beliefs, you can't mask the way that you respond 
um, you can moderate how you respond, but you, your fundamental response is always the same. So that tells you, will always tell you what your, what elements you have the greatest affinity with in terms of your expression. So when I, when the work that I do with the elements is actually finding out the element that is your natural form of expression. It may not be your natural, right? So, so for example, I'm Virgo, so I'm an earth sign. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I, I, I express as air. So, mm-hmm. and we, so it's, it's not necessarily, so my expression comes from air, but I'm actually a very, um, I don't want to say grounded because that sounds really, <laughs> really arrogant, but, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a grounding energy. Yeah. So, you know, so, so those, there are different parts to us and it is about how we choose to express ourselves. Okay. Cause that would make sense because I'm a Gemini, so I'm an air sign. Yeah. But then I express as fire, which does make sense. So I often don't like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess in terms of that creative flow, we need to actually then be able to tap into all of the elements. We do. And one of the things that I'm just starting to bring forward now with when I do those element maps is actually um, intuitively working out how people can best do that. So there is no one way to connect with those elements. But one of the things that you can do, um, anyone can do, is to actually just sit quietly and invite those energies to come in one by one. Don't have to do them all on the same day or at all the same sitting, but just invite those energies because... um, one of the th- fire is a particularly good example. Fire and water are good examples of this because we can have a perception of the energy of that element that is not necessarily the energy of our energy of that element, if that makes sense. So, for example, we think of fire as being really hot, burning, hard to handle, um, too hot to handle, um, you know, those sorts yeah. of things. That, that's how we think about fire. And yet, your fire may not be that sort of fire. Your fire may be very gentle. Your fire may be very, um, it may be quite cool. You know, it depends on, on, you know, on your balance as to what your fire feels like. And water, people, people can respond negatively when you tell them that they're water and they go, no, I'm not water, that's all weak and wishy-washy and feeble. And yet it's not. I mean, power, you think about the power of water mm. to change the course, change the shape of the landscape. Very you know, powerful. it's a really, it's really powerful, but it's about understanding what your energies are. So if you sit, can sit quietly and invite them in, you will start to feel what your air feels like. Is it, is it sort of gentle and warm or is it really crisp and sharp or is your fire gentle and, or is it cool or is your water crashing or is it gently flowing or do you sort of mean when you start to get that um and also the other thing you can do is actually just find some images that to you are archetypal of that energy the energy of that element so you know crashing waves or silken lakes or you know when i i i think about earth energy i have trees and moss and dappled sunlight that to me is what earth energy feels like to me and um, so it's but it's different to everybody so when you're inviting these energies to come in, to kind of come in so would you sit in meditation and ask what would you ask 
I guess how would it look in practice? What would you do? So I I would just ask them to come in and and share any messages that they have. So it doesn't have to be in meditation. You could do it while you're driving if you wanted to, I'm sure. Um, if it depends on how you react to this sort of thing. <laughs> but it, it doesn't have to be in meditation. I think they will come in. I mean, if, if it feels best to you to go and sit outside and do it, just ask them for the messages that they have and just really feel that energy because it will change how you think about for example, your passion. You know, we do, we do think of people who are sharing in a very passionate way as being sort of maybe quite loud or quite forceful, but you may find that you're, you're being called to share in a, um, she's quite hard to explain, but it, it may be something as simple as the words that you choose can bring the energy of that passion rather than necessarily the medium or the volume that you use. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's what I love about it that also makes it very hard to explain is how utterly personal it is. Mm -hmm. that they, you never get two people with quite the same energy. So two people can answer the same questions in exactly the same way, but they have not got the same elemental energies at all. And that's, that is the beauty of being human because there are no two people who are the same anywhere at all in seven billion of us. It's quite amazing when you think about it. It is. It's, actually, it's enough to blow your mind if you think too hard about it. <laughs> it is. I was just trying to think. Seven billion and change. Complete unique expressions. Yeah. That's insane. It is. And, a, and beautiful and amazing and wonderful. Yeah, and it is, and that, that, and that's that's what we need in the world. Mm. You know, we need all of those different perspectives. We need all those different energies because that's what makes it the whole. It is, you know, and this is why I say that the greatest service you can be of human to humanity is to be yourself, because it's only by being yourself that the whole of humanity becomes complete. Because it's all those different bits. It's like filling up a, you know that. Um, that story about the professor and his students and he fills it up with gold, fills a jar, glass jar up with golf balls and asks them if it's full. And then he puts some gravel in or something like mm -hmm. that in it and, it and then asks them if it's full. And then he puts some sand in it and then asks them if it's full. And they're all saying, yes, of course it's full, it's full. And then he pours some water in and, you know, and just keeps on going. And but to me, well, that, that's exactly it. We, we only become one by becoming ourselves. That's beautiful. There's such power in that and just imagining that you can change the world simply by being who you are. Mm, yeah, I'm, I, re I remember, that, you know, early on in my, my journey of working for myself, people saying, you know, it's, it's all about your inner game and, you know, you can change the world by changing yourself. And I was like, huh? what <laughs> and I really didn't I really didn't get it I just didn't understand from an because I was approaching it from an intellectual perspective I did not get the impact that you can have by being yourself and I think of it as very much about ripples by simply being yourself you change the field around you you change the people that the field your field washes over if you like 
Yeah. Um, it changes other people's perspectives. And that's why, you know, you can look at changes that have happened in just the last few years in the global consciousness and the glo what's globally acceptable, what isn't. Um, you know, things have changed dramatically and that's because that's the sum total of everybody shifting a little bit. So yeah, you really can, you absolutely can change the world by being yourself um, and not allowing yourself to be swayed. That's, that's the big thing. If you know who you are, you can actually stay the course of being who you are and therefore have massive positive impacts on those around you they go on to have impacts on others and, and so it keeps going and it, that's how you spread love and good, goodness across the whole world. And I can't think of a better way to leave this podcast than <laughs> love and goodness on the world because the world desperately needs that. It does. So before we leave you, do you have a favourite quote or mantra? Well, would it surprise you if I said be yourself? It would not at all. Yeah, that is the one I just come back to time and time again. I love it. Well, now everyone's got to know you a little bit and about essence mapping, about kind of elemental marketing. How can they stay in touch and find out more about you and what you do? Well, the best thing to do is come find me on my website, which is polyhearsy.co.uk. Um, or you can come find me on Facebook or Instagram and um, they're both under Polly Hearsey on both of those so come and find me if you'd like to stay in touch I'll be delighted to connect with you lovely Polly thank you so much for your time thank you Amy it's been wonderful so great to hang out with you today if you love the show please leave a review on iTunes as it really helps get this message into more ears this is Amy Biondini leave your truth be yourself.